Welcome to Wednesday. This is KJZZ's Sun Up. It's your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Hi, once again, I'm Phil Latzman. Uh, this podcast, we retell the uh, news in a daily digest of the events here in Arizona. It is hump day, the 24th of January, and let's get to it. Well, the Arizona Senate Elections Committee has passed a bill that would allow candidates for federal office to designate observers at vote-counting centers. Greg Hawney has more. There are already rules that allow the general public, as well as representatives from each political party, to observe the counting of ballots. Senate Bill 1060 adds to that list one designated representative of a candidate for federal office, like President or U.S. Senate, but only during the general election. Republican Senator Sonny Borelli said the bill will increase oversight of elections. The only time there's questions that come into the elections is when you don't allow transparency. But Democratic Senator Priya Sundaration objected to bringing more partisan observers into vote counting centers. I think is going to do more to undermine that trust in the security and integrity of the elections. The bill now goes to the Senate Rules Committee. Greg Hawney, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Well, some service workers at Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport went on strike on Tuesday. As Kirsten Dorman reports, it's the third walkout since workers voted to authorize a strike in September, seeking better wages and working conditions. SSP America is a subcontractor with the city of Phoenix that employs hundreds of workers at airport restaurants and concessions. Unite Here Local 11 is the union representing them. In a statement, the union said this latest demonstration is a response to SSP changing its payroll system without negotiating, which resulted in delayed paychecks. Workers have also accused managers of firing, suspending, or disciplining employees since a second strike in November. The union filed unfair labor charges related to these allegations with the National Labor Relations Board last month. Kirsten Dorman, KJZZ News, Phoenix. A bipartisan group of Arizona lawmakers wants to crack down on the bots they blame for driving up concert ticket prices. From the politics desk, Wayne Shutsky has more. Republican Representative David Cook's so-called Taylor Swift bill would ban the use of bots to purchase event tickets online. A lobbyist for StubHub said there's no need for a state law because federal law already bans the practice. But Cook says that shouldn't stop Arizona lawmakers from acting. Well, the feds are also working on our immigration thing, but maybe they'll finish both of those things at the same time. I don't know. Several Democrats co-sponsored the bill which would also ban the use of bots to jump the line on websites like Ticketmaster and give the Arizona Attorney General the power to investigate alleged violations. But lobbyist Sam Aash says he is concerned a provision banning the use of bots to gain unauthorized entry to events could be used to block entry to people who buy tickets on StubHub and similar services. Wayne Shutsky, KJZZ News, Phoenix. An attorney for Governor Katie Hobbs argues that Republican state senators have no legal right to demand that she immediately send them her nominations for directors to had more than a dozen state agencies. Also from the politics desk, Ben Giles has that. In September, Hobbs withdrew her pending nominations to various state agencies and reappointed them as executive deputy directors of the departments they were chosen to lead. Senate Republicans then sued Hobbs over what they describe as an end run around state laws giving the Senate the power to confirm or reject her nominees. Senate President Warren Peterson asked a judge to order Hobbs to send him nominations. But Hobbs' attorney argues Arizona law allows the governor to nominate agency chiefs on her own timeline and that Peterson's demand has no legal basis. A hearing on the dispute is set for February. Ben Giles, KJZZ News, 
Phoenix. The Arizona Department of Transportation is taking its first major step towards establishing a statewide network of electric vehicle charging stations. As Bridget Dow tells us, ADOT is asking for bids from private entities to build or upgrade stations along interstate highways. All of the stations will be privately owned and operated with federal funds covering 80 percent of construction costs and the private developer paying 20 percent. The National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Program has allocated $5 billion nationwide and about $76 million for Arizona. No state funds will be involved in the construction of the charging stations, but ADOT is looking to have 21 stations ready by 2025. Each one must include at least four chargers that can charge a typical electric vehicle in 20 to 30 30 minutes. Bids are due by April 19th, and ADOT will award contracts this summer. Bridget Dowd, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Scottsdale's Tourist Information Center hopes to attract more visitors with disabilities. From the business desk, Christina Estes reports on a new marketing effort. Experience Scottsdale, the private company that promotes tourism, is partnering with Wheel the World, a program that provides travelers with accurate information about accessible businesses and experiences. Camilo Navarro co-founded the company after planning a trip to Patagonia with his co-founder, who's also a wheelchair user. You cannot infer that people with disabilities have the same type of need, even compared to the same type of disability. So, for example, it is incorrect to infer that a wheelchair user has the same type of need than another person in a wheelchair. His company sends staff to visit hotels, restaurants, and other places to measure accessibility using different data points. That information is listed online in a way that users can get detailed recommendations based on their disabilities. Mesa began using the program last year. Christina Estes, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Well, drivers caught speeding in Tempe won't get away with just a warning. As Jacob Seaver reports, the city has implemented a no-tolerance policy in an effort to crack down on street racing. The city implemented Operation Slowdown on January 15th. The program, which will run for two months, requires officers to ticket any driver pulled over for speeding. No warnings will be issued. Tempe Vice Mayor Jennifer Adams is already noticing the effects. The word will get out, and and people already have been noticing more people pulled over. I've talked to several constituents that said, yeah, normally, you know, I wouldn't necessarily even see an officer at a certain location, and an officer there, and they're pulling people over. So it's already working. In addition to speeding, the city is trying to eliminate drag racing, which continues to be a concern across the valley. Adam said in 2023, Tempe handed down 259 charges related to street racing. Jacob Seaver, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Well, nationally, only a few percent of homeowners bother getting flood insurance policies. Federal emergency officials say most counties are now prone to some sort of flood risk, they want to increase coverage around the country. From the Fronteras desk in Flagstaff, Michel Marisco has details. FEMA officials say only 4% of homeowners obtain flood insurance, but nearly every county in America, 99%, experiences flooding risk. It's a tricky process because flood insurance isn't provided by many national insurance carriers. Instead, FEMA advises people to buy separate policies through the National Flood Insurance Plan. Jeff Jackson is Deputy Assistant Administrator of FEMA's Federal Insurance. The way we see it at FEMA is is that we're going to see more and more of these flooding events, so we think it's important for people to protect themselves. The insurance only provides coverage up to $250,000, and with some exception for first-time purchasers, there is a 30-day wait period before coverage begins. Michel Marisco, KJZZ News, Flagstaff. 
Several Native American tribes and environmental groups have asked a federal judge to halt a $10 billion electricity transmission line project. As Jill Ryan reports, it's set to run through a remote valley in southeastern Arizona that the groups say has cultural significance. The lawsuit accuses the U.S. Interior Department and Bureau of Land Management of refusing to recognize the San Pedro Valley's importance. It calls the valley one of the most intact prehistoric and historical landscapes in southern Arizona. And it asks the court to issue restraining orders or permanent injunctions to block Pattern Energy's Sunzia transmission line. This is the latest in an ongoing dispute over the line meant to carry electricity from a huge wind project in central New Mexico to the West Coast. BLM had briefly halted construction in November. The agencies are expected to respond in court. Jill Ryan, KJZZ News, Phoenix. In sports, Suns shoot for a 7th straight win tonight in Dallas against the Mavericks. Phoenix, the hottest team in the West after coming back from 23 down to beat the Bulls Monday to cap back-to-back wins at home. Kevin Durant yesterday named as the NBA's uh, Western Conference Player of the Week. Hockey, uh, winners of two straight. The Coyotes also hitting the road tonight as they begin an East Coast swing. They're in South Florida to play the Panthers. And that does it for this Wednesday edition of KJZZ's Sunup, Arizona's morning news podcast on this January the 24th. I'm Phil Latzman. Thanks so much for listening. And we, of course, will do this again tomorrow.